it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. It is Rich Wilson, and welcome to our Monday show. We missed last night because Tim was off gallivanting in, in Arizona watching baseball games, and I had my kid here, and uh, we just didn't have a time to do it. But Tim is in Arizona. I'm in beautiful North Carolina, and we're both... Timmy, we can't be further apart. Well, I guess we could if you're in California. We're pretty far apart, though, here being both in the United States. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's sort of fun, Rich. I'm I'm sitting outside, and it's got to be 80 degrees already. Uh, last night at game time, it was 90 degrees, Rich. Wow. Uh, it's dry heat, though, was, Tim. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Tell that to my sweat. It's not dry, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. I, I did figure out the perfect time to be outside for... Uh, uh, for a northern Canuck, and that's about 6.30 in the morning. It was 62 degrees, and I was sitting out here, and it, it was almost almost chilly, Rich, almost chilly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the weird thing about the desert, Timmy, is once the sun goes down and there's no humidity very much to begin with, it can get cool in a hurry. Well, yeah, it, it's sort of funny because as I'm driving in out of the mountains and I came down the back 40, Highway 87, the the B-Line or Beehive or whatever it is, Expressway, it comes right into Mesa. I'm, I'm looking at the, the thermometer in my car, okay? And it was sitting <laughs> in northern New Mexico. It was sitting around 26, and it was hot and nice. And as I'm going down, it's 30 and 31 and 32. And it got to 34, and I just took my fingernail and flicked it to make sure i wasn't misreading but by the time i got into my hotel it was like 37 degrees and wow just a tad toasty rich wow wow so you you you've, you've been there you got there yesterday right so you went to a game That's last right. night who'd you see uh i went out uh, i took a little bit of a stroll and went out to peoria and caught the evening game and sat there and hey Sat beside good old Lenny Melnick, ran into Don Drucker and chatted for a bit. And Lenny and I uh, watched the game together, exchanged pleasantries, had a great time. So, who, well, who did you see? Uh... Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Trick question, Rich. Trick question. Did, did you see uh, the Did you see the Peoria team with the... Uh... So the Peoria team would have been, uh, oh, jeez, I can't remember. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been there. 
Yeah, you know who you saw? Come on, Adele, Adele. Adele was playing, and on the opposite, uh, uh, the opposite team. I think it was uh, Nolan Jones, uh, the catcher for Houston. Whoever, uh, uh, whoever the Houston uh, team is. Okay, so Nolan. All right, so that would have been the the surprise team. So that's not the that's not a great team. So, but uh, how did Joe Adele look? Uh, well, I put a picture up on Facebook uh, claiming uh, that here's your 2020 Rookie of the Year, and I think he's got a good shot at it, Rich. Uh, it, it's funny because as, as I looked at the players last night, it was my first, you know, my first game, first reaction, and my first reaction was. Uh, there was Joe Adele, and there was a whole bunch of other people that all looked the same. Uh, It seemed like there was, other than Adele, and uh, Nolan Jones hit one a mile, about 410 to uh, right center. People don't realize how strong and how much raw power Nolan Jones has because he's never really turned it on in in game. But this guy has a chance to hit 30-plus home runs with or without the ball. He's a big, strong kid. I'm glad you had a chance to see that. Yeah, no, it, it was impressive. I was, you know, it, uh, we were sitting two rows, uh, two rows back behind home plate and watching him warm up, and uh, yeah, you know, and then he gets up and smacks second or third pitch, and it definitely the ball sounded really, really good coming off his bat. So I, I was real happy to see uh, see Jones' power went out, and, and Adele is just uh, he's that one notch above everybody else on the field and you, you can see it. he uh Looks like he, he was stung. one for four right yeah he was one for four but yeah he, he, he tried to turn a uh a single into a into a double and I, I think he beat it the ump called him out but as he rounded first base well number one the ball coming off the bat it's yeah you can hear the sound you know what's being hit well he barrels up big time but as he rounded first base um uh, he put it into a second gear, and that's mm-hmm. and that's and that second gear is a real solid second gear. Uh, uh, he was thrown out at second and immediately uh, took his helmet off. And there were there were a few words exchanged. Uh, he's feisty, fiery, and he's got a pile of skills. Got, got a little bit of Ronald Acuna, and we're going to talk about that a little later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, I, like I said, I, I saw a lot of sameness. Uh, I was happy to see Jones, and yeah, the kid. No, that, that, that's him. I'm looking at the box score now. So. Joe Adele and Nolan Jones play on the same team, so let's first clear that up. So, okay, all right. So, hey, uh, I, I was I was socializing with Lenny. Okay. Yeah, I, it sounds like it, Timmy. Uh, so, yeah, you saw um, you didn't see a very good. You saw the the Peoria Havelinas, which they have a they have a decent team, but none of their big guys played. No, they had uh, Jaron Duran played, but he he uh, didn't no, get he any didn't. hit. He yeah. sat it out, I think. I think Duran said it. Oh, no, maybe he's, maybe no, he he played. Four, bat lead off four over yeah. four. <laughs> okay, yeah, Duran Duran was there. I guess I wasn't hungry like a wolf. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Derek Hill played for the Mesa Solo Sox. I mean, that was on Joe Adele's team. He stole a base, and uh, yeah. he's he's a guy that you know, Detroit Tiger kid. Was their mm-hmm. number one over, overall pick uh, four or five years ago? Has never really put it together. What did you think of him? The wheels are for real. Definitely, uh, definitely, he's he's got wheels. Uh, the kid that sort of impressed me, and it, we'll probably never see him in the big leagues, is the catcher. Uh, 
Oh, the Houston organization. Oh, it starts with an S. I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, it would be Colton Shaver. Yeah, exactly. Man, the kid's got a gun for an arm. Like, he's got the body of a catcher, okay? Like, he's sort of square and bulky. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, doesn't run real well. Barreled one up pretty good. But he, he threw two to second. I think he caught both guys at second. Mm-hmm. But, man, the, the kid's got an arm. Uh, the rest of the skills, like I said, it's the first time I've seen or heard, heard of the kid. But, uh, man, he's got a gun for an arm. I was All right, impressed. Tim, so we're going we're gonna to get you a stopwatch, right? Mm-hmm. And what you do, as soon as you hear the pop of the of the ball hit the pitcher, the catcher's mitt, you okay. press the stopwatch. And as yeah. soon as it hits the glove of the shorter second, mm. whoever he's throwing it to, second base, hits the yeah. glove, then you press it again. And anything under two seconds is average. Anything under one point okay. eight seconds, then you know that's a that's a really plus arm. So that's how you'll be able to tell, just not using your eyes, actually using the numbers. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna well, get you, was... we'll get you a stopwatch next year. Okay, you're saying I can't use the second hand on my wristwatch. <laughs> yeah, that is correct, Timmy. <laughs> you are correct, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just clarifying a few things here. But no, it, the throw was strong. It was hard. I, I don't know what the pop time was, but in both cases, he laid the ball right to the glove at second base. And it had some giddy up on it. So, uh, again, uh, a stopwatch would prove or disprove that. But the eye test was real solid. (laughs) Isaac Paredes, Timmy, he played shortstop. Did you have any thoughts on him? None whatsoever. Uh, I I watched a couple of his bats, mainly because he was was hitting while Jones was warming up. And I was sort of paying more attention to Nolan Jones because... He hit between Adele and Jones, that's correct. Yeah, and... uh, I didn't see anything outstanding there, Rich. Now, granted, it's one game, and I was talking to Lenny and socializing, and I wasn't really paying all that much attention to uh, Paredes, but uh, the kid does have skills. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he can he can really hit. I don't know how much power or speed he's going to have, but he can hit, and he could be up next year. So, Okay. Like I said, the two that stood out for me were, were Jones and Adele, and okay. uh, Adele is going to stand out in every game he plays. Uh, right. uh, anybody, uh, you know, I didn't have any doubts as to his skills coming into last night, and uh, I, he just reinforced pretty much what I thought. The kid's a, kid's a player, and he's going to be a good one. Wait a minute, don't we have a stake and liquor bet? I don't, I think I've, I've, two do I have. One of us has Adele, and one of us has Robert. Um, I did I thought you chickened out on that. One. I mean, sorry, I thought you were reevaluating that. One. Oh, <laughs> so I must have Adele, and you must have Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, definitely, uh, definitely, those two are going to be players to watch in 2020. No doubt about it. Well, I think I've already won because you've already declared Joe Adele as the uh, Rookie of the Year, and I believe Adele and Robert play in the same league. Timmy, so are you ready to just give it up? I'm always ready to give it up, Rich. I'm, I'm cheap, cheapy, and easy, but not tawdry. Yeah, uh, very, very good. So, Timmy, what's the, what's the plan for the rest of the week? First of all, are you going to the baseball H, HQ seminar, or are you just hanging out at games and hanging out with people? Well, uh, I'm going to go to some of some of the seminar. Not not a lot, but I'm going to go to some. I, I enjoy Ron's introduction. And there's a couple sessions uh, there that that definitely interest me, but for the for the most part, uh, I'm going to be focusing on evening games. Rich, uh, I'm, I don't blame I'm you. For, 
you know, I, it's just too hot for me. I can't be out. I was talking to when I was talking to Lenny yesterday. He went to Camelback yesterday afternoon. Oh, yeah. And you, you know, he used yeah. one word to, to describe it: brutal. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I can't be sitting out in the sun at you know nine. The, the high today's forecast for ninety-eight. Yeah. Okay. Ninety-seven tomorrow. It's cooling off into the high eighties at the end of the week. But I ain't sitting in the sun. You know, I just can't do it physically. I, I'm not even going to bother trying. Uh, so I'm I'm going to be uh, attending some of the HQ seminar, uh, listen, listening in on a few of the sessions, and just sort of hanging out. Uh, the purpose for me, more than anything else, is to see some of the players. Uh, and at the same point in time, it's a social event for me. There's a lot of people here that I've known for a long time, good friends, and I look forward to crossing paths with them, spending some time. Yeah, this is where Tim and I are different. Tim, you're definitely more social, much more outgoing than I am. I'm, I, I just as well be left alone and let me just do my work. And uh, and but you, you're the social butterfly of the group. Well, I don't, I don't know about butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, I, I do, I do like that aspect. Like I said, there's a lot of people that I've uh, that I've known for a long period of time, and it's nice to cross paths and uh, just reacquaint and rebuild some of those friendships that uh, I've made over a long period of time. I enjoy that. You're right, Rich. What what side of the city are you staying on? The near Scottsdale or on the Peoria side? Uh, I'm uh, I'm in Mesa, West Mesa, uh, at a a La Quinta. I'm about a mile from the uh, host hotel. Uh, uh, I'm also a a cheap Scotchman, uh, Scotsman, Scotchman too. (laughs) Uh, And... uh, you know, I'm not going to pay uh, 130 bucks a night to stay at a Delta when I can spend a full week at a La Quinta a mile away uh, for about 650 bucks, something like that. So uh, I'm 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 happy I'm happy hanging out. At La Wait a minute, McLeod. You told me this whole trip was costing you 38 dollars uh, and change. Okay. <laughs> that, that's so, what you said. I think we have that change. on the air. So I think we have that on the air. Now we're saying $600. Which one is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm doing the whole trip for about 800, 850 bucks, which is 16 nights. That's amazing. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. It must have been blood. per night, the per night rate that you gave us. That must have uh, been what it was. Yeah, it must have been the per night, per night rate. Yeah. No, I, I had built up a lot of points, and I didn't even realize I had some of these points sitting there, right? But uh-huh. I used up some Hilton points, used up some La Quinta points, uh, had a couple uh, couple free nights at, uh, at a casino. Apparently, they give free nights to all the Canadians, enticing them to gamble because the dollar is so <laughs> low. I found that one out. So it's not because I'm a big ruler, Rich. It's just my nationality, and they're trying to draw business. So I got a couple free nights there. So and Joel staying with me, Joel Hennard staying with me for four nights. Uh, we're doubling up here. So the, you know, I'm doing it. Uh, I'm doing it low budget. Okay, good. Well, tell Joel that we all said hello, and Timmy, have a great uh, trip there. And I guess we will. We'll get a full report. We expect a full report next weekend, and uh, and we'll figure out. I mean, we'll figure out if it's Sunday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. We'll figure it out when we do the show next week. 
Sounds good, Rich. I uh, my full report will probably have an emphasis on Joe Adele, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and Nolan Jones, by any chance? Yeah. Well, there there you go. Hey, there's two two good guys. I I did not get a chance to see Joe Adele, so I, that was uh, that was one of my guys I missed. Uh, and I missed the Philadelphia team too. So no yeah, Alex yep. Baum or no um, Spencer Howard, which I was disappointed in. Yeah, those are two guys I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, Rich. And, uh, you know, hey, I saw Whitley last year. He's had two games here now, two solid games. I think he pitched on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. So the next opportunity for him to pitch or we'll see him pitch will probably be in the Fall Stars game on Saturday would be my guess. Yeah, he'll pitch well, and, you know, just like he did last year. And we have no idea what will happen at the beginning of the season. I mean, it's the same thing. Well, yeah, all, all I know is... I haven't seen him yet, but based on the results in his two games, and uh, hey, I haven't soured on him. Uh, if anybody in any of the dynasty leagues I'm in wishes to make a, a low ball trade offer to me involving Whitley, I'll probably take him up on it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, I picked him up. I traded for him in one league. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to low ball you the offer. I just don't know if I would pay full value, if you know what I mean. Well. Yeah, it's it's hard with pitching. There's no doubt yeah. about it. But I, I guess it depends on what one considers to be full value. And at this stage, I don't think full value is what it was a, a year ago. How's that? Coming out of the Arizona Fall League, heading into winter, if you wanted to pick up Whitley last year, it was going to cost you a pretty penny and then some. Uh, I think his value has to be down heading into 2020. <clears throat> yeah, but it's one of those tough things because you don't want to sell. I mean, maybe ninety cents on the dollar you would sell them for, which is a little bit down. But no one's going to want to do that. Nor are you going to pay ninety cents on the dollar for him. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, it's, it's one of those things you're kind of stuck with him. Yeah, it's it. You know, it's great. It's great to hypothetically come up with a situation where you get, where you get them for seventy five cents on the dollar. But you're right; nobody's going to do it. Yeah. But, you know, I like I said, I haven't seen people in any of our dynasty leagues floating the idea of uh, giving up on uh, Mr. Whitley. The owner, most of the most of the owners are they're there for the long haul, and I think that's the right approach. Yeah, I totally agree. Timmy, let's take a quick break. We get back. Let's break down these playoffs, my friend. Sounds good. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tim, let's make sure you did get uh, you did get the the, the old man discount. Mm, 
I always get the old man discount. I fight for it long and hard, Rich. Okay, well, hey, that's always good to get that extra buck saving. So, in in your travels, have you had a chance to see any of the the playoff? Excuse me, any of the playoff games? Um, I've got bits and pieces here and there, but I've been uh, sort of following. You know, if that uh, if that makes sense, you know, checking out the line scores the next day and and seeing all of the comments on the Facebook page, it's it's sort of keeping me up up to date as to what's happening. And uh, man, those Houston Astros, they got a good team, Rich. Oh. They they do. But uh, last I looked, Timmy, because it's going on now, they were down. Uh, Kiermaier hit a three run home run off of Mister Granky. So uh, let me see what the score is. It's four to one. Rays are up in the third. Mm. Nice, nice. I know Altuve got a home run uh, early to give them a one nothing lead, but you know what? It, you know the Ra- the Rays win today, right? Okay, that puts them back in the game. But who are the ne- who who are the next two starting pitchers that are going out there uh, for Houston? Yeah, I know it's going to be tough to me. Yeah, it's oh. in a short game series. It's it's tough to get through that. Uh, if you're gonna you're gonna face uh, Verlander and Cole twice, I, yeah. and Garrett Cole just looks like he wants to he wants to hit Mike Trout kind of money at free agency next year. This guy is just just he's dominant. Oh, you know, I I did get a chance to watch uh, to watch Cole, and yeah, it's he is. Say what you want about Verlander or any of the, but he's got that swagger. He yeah. knows he knows it's there, and man, it uh, it was a pleasure watching him work the other night. It really was. Uh, very very few pitchers, uh, very very few pitchers have what he can bring to the table right now. And uh, you talk about Mike Trout money. He's gonna he's gonna get a boatload wherever he lands, and rightfully so. He's earned yeah. it. So let's let's just finish up on the Rays and the Astros. The Astros are up uh, two nothing. I don't know. So yeah, so they win this year. So what? So my question to you for you, I've got a fantasy question or two on mm. each of the teams, Timmy. So I kind of want your thoughts here. And I say Jose Altuve is clearly the leader of that team. Hit a home run the first game. He's hit a home run the second game. Give me a stat line for next year. Batting average, home run. I'm particularly curious on the stolen bases and runs. Okay, I'm going to go with a 300 batting average. Okay, I'm being conservative in that. He, he could very easily hit 320 and nobody would be surprised. I'm going to go with 27 home runs, 10 stolen bases, and 110 runs scored. Isn't that a first-round pick? Uh, no, it isn't, Rich. Uh, unfortunately, there isn't enough power and there isn't enough stolen bases. So he's a tweener. But he's got the average, he's got the runs. He's going to be a great buy for whoever gets him, and I'm guessing towards the back of the second round. Wow. That would, that's, just a, that's just an early guess. But second, third round, yeah. he. Uh, and I'm, I'm downshifting a bit on the home runs because I really think Rob Manford, uh, I think they're going to do something with the baseball next year. They're going to tweak it slightly. So I'm, I'm being very conservative in my home run projections heading into next year. Yeah. Uh, I thought Tyler Glasnow looks looked pretty good in the first three innings. It's just tough to, to make it through. Yeah. Maybe Morton will be the exception here to, to make it through that lineup three times in a row. And then he got hit hard. And the thing I, first thing I noticed with Glasnow, let me make sure I got this right, three mm-hmm. of the premier pitchers in the postseason league this year, Timmy, Tyler Glasnow, Charlie Morton, 
and Garrett Cole. So, Timmy, I know you're kind of on vacation. You're hanging out with friends, and you're you know you're just chilling. Let's do a guess the player. What three things? What thing <laughs> does do, do those three players all have in common? Let me get my, let me get my music going here. What what thing does those three players have in common? Charlie Morton, Tyler Glasnow, and uh, Garrett Cole. Timmy. They're all being underpaid. Yeah. True. Why isn't my why isn't the music playing, Timmy? I, yeah. oh, I didn't hear me, no uh, tunes. Here we go. There we go. Can you hear that? Do you hear that? Mm-mm. Okay, we well, can't hear anything anyway. Okay, what what do they all three of those players have in common? I have absolutely no idea. Other than if I had to guess I'd say probably low low walk rates. They all play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, I'm out. It's too hot out here, Rich. I'm, all, I'm already turning into a puddle of mush. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a freaking amazing, right? I mean, here, here the Pirates have no pitching, and three of the premier pitchers in the postseason all played for them in the last four or five years. Well, yeah, and you know what? Four years down the road, you'll add Mitch Keller to that list. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he'll probably get traded for a bag of balls. So, uh, Well, yeah, I, I'm thinking... Uh, yeah, you know, it's too bad they have Chris Archer, but that would have been another perfect Chris Archer <laughs> trade material, wouldn't it? Keller for yeah. Archer. So, so, so he's he, Glasnow. He's a yeah. top blank pitcher drafted next year. Ah, uh, where he should go or where he will go? That's I want you. To, magic- I want both. I want. I want you to tell me where you're about where you're going to put him in your rankings, uh, and then where do you think he will go? Uh, I'm going to have him top 45. My guess is somebody takes him top 30, and it won't be me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's he had a great start to the season, got injured. I mean, maybe he's he's you know, competing for a Cy Young next year. But, man, it, it's tough to pick him as a top 30 pitcher. Well, you know, the walk rates were down by half this mm-hmm. year, okay? And, and that was huge. He only allowed four homers in 60 innings. Another remarkably big improvement uh the k rates basically held to the prior year but when you miss four months with a flexor strain you gotta factor that in somehow rich you really do and since coming back uh he hasn't worked uh, he hasn't worked deep has he he's been limited to very very short outings so yeah you know i i look at glasno and i love statistically the things that we've seen but I'm as concerned as old heck about that flexor strain in that arm. And uh, he's one pitcher that I'm probably going to avoid simply because he's going to go a little bit too high for me. And hey, you know what? The rewards could be there. But at the same point in time, would you be shocked if he's finished for the year mid-May next year and visiting Dr. Anders? Andrews, yeah, I, Timmy, I, I hear you, man. It's, it, the risk is definitely there. Um, look, big guys that throw hard, it's not even big guys, kids that throw hard most of the time have Tommy John surgery. I think that's a fair statement. I think it is as well. And like I said, I, I can see somebody in every league jumping out and jumping up on this guy and, and making, making, making an early move, using him as a number two. I think if you're looking at Glasnow as a number two, you're setting yourself up for just, you, you know, hey, it, it could very easily win you the league, 
but the risk is there that you'll be out of it by mid-May, and I'd rather take and head in another direction, <clears throat> knowing the season's six months long. So, right. uh, you know, I, I won't own Tyler Glass now in any leagues because somebody will make, you know, somebody will step up and out. Yeah, and, and back to the playoffs. I mean, I, I think the Astros are the heavy favorites. We've already talked about why. I mean, clearly the Rays can. they got a good team. I mean, anything can happen here in these last two and a half games. But I think if, you know, if you're going to bet against them, bet against the Astros, bet that you're going to lose your money. Well, yeah, you're, you're tossing darts. Yeah. Hoping for the hoping for the big payoff, and you know personally, uh, when I look at the playoffs, and I know I'm going a little bit off the rails here, I would like to see uh, I would like to see the uh, the division series go back to seven games. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the of the five games. I'd like I like the seven, and and if I was going to do anything to. Uh, look at a time factor, okay, and the length of the playoffs. I'd eliminate the second wild card and make the regular season count for even more. But that won't happen because there's so much money involved, okay, in that extra game. Uh, that'll never be given up. But I would love to see a seven game, you know, seven games right through. You play 162. Why are you cutting it back to five games? What's two games in the big scheme of things? And I think it, it's a bit better sample size for for all those teams involved. I have uh, debated my own head in terms of the play-in yeah. game, Timmy. Right. Uh, after watching that Nationals and Brewers game, I mean, I know the great Dr. Mershak hated the end result of that, but, man, that was exciting. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's not exciting, but I, I guess at some point in time, do they add another team? You know, baseball is known for letting the regular season count. Okay, and every time you add a, an extra variable in there, the regular season in those 162 games counts a little bit less. So, you know, I, I get the excitement, the whole nine it's yards. It's going to become hockey, maybe, right? Hockey's got, what, 16 well, teams or something like that in it? Well, yeah, the rule in hockey is everybody except the Maple Leafs makes the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I'm sure that's I, an inside I, joke that way over my head to me, but I laughed anyway because I'm assuming they're never any good. So, uh, Well, yeah, they, they're, they're better now, and they've got a, a legitimate team. But for years and years and years, they didn't make the playoffs. They struggled. Right. Yeah, I, I just – I don't know. I, I'm a traditionalist, I guess, Rich, and I, I, I like the fact that baseball plays 162 games, and I, I think that has to count. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, 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 I that you know, it'd be interesting. You know, is would that be a way if they expanded the number of teams in the playoffs? Does that make teams more, more the desire to be competitive? You know, because that's one of the big things is there's attendance is down because there's so many teams, particularly this past year in the American League, who were not in it. If they decided to open it up to a few more teams, would that then try to? Would the the powers that be say, hey, that's going to make more of the the teams want to compete? What's your thinking on that? Uh, if they want to compete, they can plan right from game one of 162 instead of sitting back and waiting until I guess it's June next year when the the trade deadline. Yeah, you know, they they can build a team to compete now, and that's that's part of the problem I think is that so many teams and the incentive. You, You've got one of two extremes, okay? You're either tanking or rebuilding or you're going for the gold. And there's not enough teams going for the gold. I don't think an additional playoff spot will make that much of a difference when you look at the uh, amount of dollars involved. 
I could yeah. be wrong, but you know, it is is a team on the on the cusp, like say Arizona. Okay, are they going to go out in June? Say June of last year, hypothetically, if the new trade de- deadline was in place, are they going to go out and grab three or four players to make a go for it three months before the end of the season? I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't think that's really going to help the the problem in baseball. The problem in baseball, at least from the players' association's viewpoint, is they're not uh, making any money in free agency. So, are the Diamondbacks going to? Because now there's two more teams or three more, four more teams now in the postseason. Is that going to make them spend extra money in November, December, bringing in said free agent? Probably not. Yeah, I, I, I think the teams that are committed to a long-term plan, they're not going to deviate from that. <coughs> and, you know, I've heard all sorts of, you know, attendance is down again. Okay, well, yeah, but attendance is down for a reason, okay? The Jays' attendance will bounce back to $3 million as soon as they have a competitive team. You take a look at the teams that are down drastic numbers, they all put crap product on the field. Yeah, Okay. Oh, well, sure. you know, if you want premium dollars, okay, for crap product. Who's going to pay for that? Yeah. You know, am I going to blow... 250 bucks for good seats for a family of four plus all the trimmings parking souvenirs food it's to see a team that's not a good team no uh, i think the attendance problem will solve itself as soon as there are more teams putting quality product on the field i i agree with you timmy let's move to the twins and yankees and poor twins they they seem to go up against the yankees every time they get in tim and it looks like it's going to be the same result this year yeah, I, I'm sort of, you know, for Twins fans, I'm hoping they go to a best out of 17 next year, okay? <laughs> so the Twins have a chance of winning a game, Rich. Uh, it's brutal. I feel for my Minnesota Twins uh, friends out there. It's 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 just brutal. It's it, it's long odds of the Twins winning three in a row, Timmy. And, and you know, I, I did watch, you know, the uh, Denimbao pitch a little bit. Tim, Timmy, I, I had to be honest with you, I, I knew he came up last year. I I had no idea he was good enough to start a postseason game, the second game of the season, and then I, I took a look at him pitching at a decent sinker slider kind of pitcher, but he, yeah. it's a number four guy, and that's that's the best they could throw out. I mean, I know they didn't want to play Odorizzi at Yankee Stadium, but it just shows you like Michael Pineda getting suspended, and they just yeah. don't have enough pitching. No, they don't. Uh Hey, in a slugfest, uh, they'll score a pile of runs, but, hey, you know, and the bullpen's decent, but you're right, uh, the starting pitching isn't there. The the Pineda, the Pineda suspension, that really hurt. It really did. Because I'm assuming he would have pitched that second game, and, mm-hmm. and probably would have pitched well, because, you know, the former Yankee guy, and, you know, you would have thought that he would have really wanted to pitch well against his former team, but not meant to be. I don't know if you, you heard, I, I did not watch the game closely enough to hear this, but, mm-hmm. look, I thought it was... I laughed at first, and I realized it was classless. But the Yankee fans all uh, chanting in the outfield as this guy is pitching Uber because he was an Uber mm-hmm. driver in the off season trying to make money because the stupid minor leagues don't pay him any money. But yeah. kind of funny. But come on, that was pretty low. Mm-hmm. Low. That was a low blow. Uh, where's it coming from? sorry Yankee fans, but you know, and there are some very very good Yankee fans out there, but. When it comes to class, most of them spell it with a K. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I again, I, I heard about it. I, I kind of snickered and go, "That boy, jeez." And and the thing that it really highlights, if the if the minor leagues actually played their players more, maybe the guy wouldn't have to be an Uber driver. 
Well, yeah, the the issue isn't with this guy trying to earn a living and doing what he has to do, you know, to in fact earn a living. Uh, yeah, it, it's an it's an amazing story, but again, it like you mentioned, it highlights the fact that the Twins are a tad late on the pitching. I, I looked through his Timmy. He he was in 2017. He was playing in independent ball, so it looks like mm-hmm. he went undrafted out of college and yeah. he joined the whatever independent league and then i guess then the twins picked him up and good for him for making Mm -hmm. the major leagues and even better for being good enough at least in the twins eyes to start at yankee stadium good for him. it's a great story it's one that movies are made of it just had a terrible ending well yeah it just didn't work out and you know maybe he can try his hand at hitting because uh, he might be able to drive the ball a long way (laughs) oh jeez Oh, yeah. I will. Uh, I will give you a rim shot for that. <laughs> After Tim brutalizes the Yankee fans, comes right in at a similar kind of low class. Well, <laughs> I'm blaming it on the heat, Rich. It's got to be the heat, okay? Okay. Barrios, Timmy, is the number one starter for the Twins. Where do you yes. take him in a draft? I'm just giving you some stats: 200 innings pitch, 368 ERA, 14 wins, 195 strikeouts, and 122. A pretty good stat line for me. Yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. I think he, he finished 24th this year. He's going to be a top 25 for me. Uh, uh, he's the sort of guy that I'll be looking for as a number two starter, Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a bit more hittable this year, but the walk rate's improved. But I don't see any any semblance of risk, per se, as comparing him to somebody reaching up and out on, say, Tyler Glass. No, I, I think Berrios can duplicate what he did this year. And if he does, I think that makes for a solid number two. And I think the Twins are probably offensively going to be very good again next year. So you would think they're mm-hmm. going to score a lot of runs. Well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm betting that uh, Max Kepler will outproduce Cedric Mullins again, Rich, next <laughs> there year. You go. There we go. Hey, we got to get Byron Buxton back in that lineup, Timmy. It's oh, just yeah. uh, man, geez, that that poor guy. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Mike Stanton, your buddy, Timmy. He looked hurt mm-hmm. to me. I saw him. He just. He looked like uh, uh, Jordan Alvarez in left field. It was just mm. not good. Would the Yankees consider benching him? I don't think so, uh, Rich. Uh, I don't think they have to to get through the first round. We'll see how he looks in the second. But I have to assume that his level of play will improve as the playoffs go on. you got to remember, this guy missed the whole season, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not like... Uh, you know, you can just pick up a bat and resume uh, your 2017 level of play. Uh, I still think there's there's potential for, for Stanton to play a lot better than he has. But again, there's a lot of rust to knock off there. And they're in a situation where they can afford to wheel him out there and have him knock the rust off in play. So I don't think they're going to bench him at all, no. Give me a stat line for 2020, Timmy. I know this is a little painful. Games played. I want. I, that's, I want a new stat line. Games played, home runs, RBIs, and batting average. Uh, I'm going to go with 130 games, 30, 90, 265. Give me the number of games again. 130. So he's going to be basically healthy. Maybe a stint on the DL, but IL, but minimal. Uh, I don't think if you look at his history, it's hard to predict a full season out of Stanton. We've seen so many seasons now that haven't been. But at the same point in time, how do you predict him going through the same thing that he went through this year? I don't think that's possible. So I uh, I might be erring on the side, on the high side of things. But, hey, you know, a full off season of rest, he should come into spring healthy. Okay, 
is he going to play most of his games in the outfield or at DH? I think it's going to be DH. So, you know, hey, barring barring injury, and there, like I said, there have been enough of them. But at the same point in time, how do you how do you build that into a projection? You know what I mean for for a DH? So I'm going to assume he plays most most of a full season next year. Sounds good to me. Let's take a quick break and we get back. We're going to talk about the National League. Ah, sounds good. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Having to take frequent breaks here today, Timmy. The, my trip to Arizona resulted in a head cold. So I'm just mm. finally getting it. It wasn't bad. Just a post-nasal drip. So. Uh, okay. Well, I think I'm coming down with that already. I. It's such a change in temperature that uh, it, it definitely affects the system. There's no doubt about it. The most interesting matchup, Timmy, I think to me in all four of these is the Nationals and Dodgers. And I wrote this on Saturday before, before Sunday's game. And I simply wrote, is it me or do the Nationals have a real chance here? You got to like Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin to get you two wins. And then last night happened, Timmy, and it was uh, it was brutal. I mean, Sanchez pitched his heart out. Corbin came in to pitch that one inning like Scherzer did the night before and just – just gave it up, Timmy. That's the only way to, to look at it. He gave it up. Does Dave Martinez not know that he has a bullpen? I don't think he. Has, I don't think he has a very good bullpen. Are you going to put Fernando Rodney in there? Uh, his whole approach has sort of befuddled me. It, it really has. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I. I think Timmy the the Max Scherzer put him in for an inning. Max Scherzer. Three, three up, three strikeouts. Let's do it again with Corbin and that great slider. And the Dodgers can't hit lefties. We're at uh, Washington uh, Field, and let's let's do it again. And why they kept putting him out there when clearly his slider wasn't working? I don't know. Well, see, as a starter, you have X number of innings to figure things out. You can struggle through an inning, okay? You know, quality starters generally generally rate the ship, but. There was no opportunity to write that ship. Yeah. You know, it, it 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 was it was sailing as you know as, as early as what the first couple pitches. Uh, it just wasn't Corbin's well, night. Well, he had I, two two outs, and he could mm. he all of his runs were given up at two outs. <clears throat> Why not put Doolittle in that situation if you want to throw a lefty well, out there? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Bail your bail yourself out. I, I was sort of surprised <clears throat> that with Scherzer they're getting those three quick quick outs. Why they didn't bring him back? You know to to pitch at least to the first guy in the next inning. You know what I mean? Being that the 
the outs were so quick and painless, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I I don't know. I I'm not convinced that uh, Dave Martinez has passed introductory bullpen 101. Yeah. So Timmy. Get- Yesterday aside, Corbin is a top blank pitcher drafted next season. Top twenty. I, I think he still walks a few too many. You know, at seventy last year in two hundred and two innings, but the ERA is real. Two hundred thirty eight uh, strikeouts in two hundred and two innings pitched. Uh, I think he's going to be a top twenty pitcher, a very very strong number two, and I, I have no reservations about drafting him uh, as such. Again. The whip is never going to be elite, but a 115 to 118 whip, uh, that more than gets it done for me, combined with his other stats. In my NFBC, I, I drafted him as my number one, Timmy, and waited on him, and he did well. Lucas Giolito had no problem with my pitching. It was my hitters that didn't hit, and that was my whole strategy, take bats early and, and wait on pitching a little bit. And that strategy worked, but the hit batters just didn't work. So I was very happy with what I got with Corbin. Yeah, I, I I think he's a solid, solid number number two. I I say he, he will definitely be a target of mine next year. And he's going to get run support out of Washington. Their offense, even if Rendon leaves, their offense is still going to be strong. Simi, I'm going to say it. I mean, I'm sure you're going to disagree, but why can't Kershaw win the big game? I mean, why can't he do it? Timmy, it's every year it's the same thing. He looks mortal in the playoffs, and yet he's probably the best pitcher with Verlander and our, you know, in this this last fifteen years, I mean, but he just can't win the playoff game. Why not? I have no idea. I really don't have a, an idea. It's not. The, it's it's not the pressure. He's been in the you know he's been in the spotlight for years and years and years. And uh, unfortunately, the bulk of his bad games are are in the playoffs. And I have no explanation for it, Rich. None whatsoever. So let me ask you a question: Does 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 he have to win a World Series to cement his legacy as you know the game's best pitcher, along with Verlander, in this last fifteen years as he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame? Or does it matter? He's he's good to go. He's good to go, Rich. He's got a two uh, a two forty four career career ERA, one hundred and sixty nine wins. He's got twenty four hundred and sixty four. Uh, strikeouts a 101 whip he's carved a spot into cooperstown there is no doubt about it uh if he could end up pitching on a on a world series team it, it might elevate him one notch further up the list but he's already on that list as far as i'm concerned he's 32 next spring uh barring catastrophic injury he's going to finish with 3,000 strikeouts an era under three probably 200 wins uh no, he's he, he's definitely in the Hall of Fame. It's just a matter of adding that finishing touch. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the finishing touch will determine, at the end of the day, his eligibility into the Hall. It's as simple as that. You know, it, it's easy for us to remember the bad games, but the scope of his career is such that he is the best pitcher of this generation. Yeah. Yeah, it's him or Verlander, Timmy. Verlander's awfully good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but Verlander, you got to remember the those last couple of years in Detroit before he moved We're to Houston. They, no, they weren't good, and I don't think Kershaw's ever had that length of run of mediocrity. Yeah, I mean Kershaw, Timmy injured for the last couple of years. Uh, yeah. 
Verlander with two Cy Youngs, an MVP, probably his third Cy Young this year. Uh, is going to have more wins than uh, I know. That's not a, a you know a metric type of thing. He's going to have more wins than Clay, Clayton Kershaw probably when it's all said and done. I think probably more strikeouts in his career. So I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Kershaw turns 32 next March. Uh, I'm hoping another three, four years uh, of what we saw from Kershaw this year. That leaves him with a pretty, pretty awesome resume for uh, Cooperstown, right? Oh, I think he gets it. I was just trying yeah, to compare him and Verlander now, and it's mm-hmm. like because you're saying another three or four years. I mean, the, I mean, at some point. I mean, Verlander's going to turn human and, and, and get old, but yeah, it sure doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, no, he is uh, he is pitching at a level that far belays his age right yeah, now. How's for sure. that? For sure. Tim, you doing okay? You need to take a break? Or are you good? No, I'm fine, Rich. Okay, good. Let's move to, uh, I think, the most exciting uh, series and that is the Cardinals and the Braves. I mean, mm. and it's been the Ronald Acuna show. I mean, he showed what this guy can do, uh, mm-hmm. just tremendous stuff and, uh, hit a home run and just, uh, electrifying kind of play. And then he showed a little bit of the fact that he's 20, 21 years old. Well, yeah. And you know what, uh, uh, he's taken a lot of heat uh, in the Twitter Twitter sphere and Facebook and the social media circles. But man, the kid's twenty one. How many home runs he hit this year? What was it forty one? Stole thirty seven bases at twenty one years old. At twenty one years old, I I think back to what I was doing then, and it sure had nothing to do with the national spotlight. Give the kid a break, okay? You know, cut him some slack. I'm sure, you know he caught the heat from from, from Freddie Freeman. He knows what he did was wrong. Uh, he apologized. Yeah, I don't. We Manny Machado repeat. didn't apologize last year when he acted up. And Manny Machado wasn't a kid either. No, that's a fair point. No, Manny Machado was, what, five, six years older when, when the same situation occurred? Yeah, what, what is that in the background, Timmy? It sounds like quacking ducks. Uh, no, it... It is barking dogs. We have we ha- we have too much in the pool area that appear to be going nose to nose. Rich, uh, that's funny. It's it, 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 it's uh, it's ugly, but I don't see anybody wearing black and white stri- stripes as a referee separating them. So sorry for the background noise. No, no, folks. no, no. That's okay. that's okay. And then the other controversy is, boy, what's up with him and Seymard? C- I mean, Carlos Carlos Martina and Martinez and Ronald Acuna must have a history that I am not familiar with. Yeah, I'm. I'm not aware of that one. Uh, Rich, fill me in. What happened there? Uh, apparently, it, you know, it took it. Apparently, the average trot time with Ronald Acuna is about 25 seconds. He takes his time right. doing a doing his home run, and when he did that, it took it even slower during the first game. And apparently, mm-hmm. Carlos Martinez took real exception to that. And then they almost got into it. Uh, Yadier Molina, or as you would say, Yadier Molina, had to escort Acuna down to first base uh, because hmm. there was they were about to, to go at it. Huh. Well, Carlos Martinez does have a little bit of a temper. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, hey, as long as, uh, you know, hey, he had a big home run. Take your time round in the bases if it takes more than 40 seconds you're hot dogging it how's that there you go the astros are down eight the tampa up eight to one timmy so it has mm. not turned well for the grangster 
No, it looks like uh, Mr. Verlander is going to get another uh, another shot to shut them down, followed by Mr. Cole. So, hey, good good for Tampa Bay. You know, they've yeah. had a great season. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that next game. I'm I'm surprised. Who's pitching for Tampa today? I'm surprised if held Houston to one run. Oh, it's uh, it's Charlie Morton. Oh, okay. I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's fascinating. There was a great article in The Athletic about Charlie Morton. I think Eno Saras did it. I uh, mm-hmm. just read it today, and it talked about Charlie Morton's evolution as a pitcher and how each one of his stops – they, you know, the, the, the pitching staff basically helped him to get better first in Pittsburgh and then in a, and then in the Houston where the big change really occurred. And even this year and, you know, how his arm slot has changed and his pitch mix, pitch mix has changed and it's all to make him a better pitcher. It's fascinating kind of analysis on using advanced metrics to kind of improve the pitcher. Yeah, I- so he's going to be what thirty-seven next year, Rich? Yeah. Uh, what do we do with all of those metrics when it comes to factoring in age? Uh, yeah, I don't he's know. He's, be been, a, he's been hurt. Pick. He was so hurt early in his career, Timmy. Does he have more in the tank because of that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I could see him going as a strong number two, but I don't know if I can pull the trigger on that one. I agree with you. But, you know, I, I think you can probably argue that advanced, using advanced metrics and trying to figure out your best pitch mix and the arm angles and so forth will probably let you have a slightly longer career. So you might see pitchers like the Verlanders becoming guys who can pitch into their late 30s effectively just because there's so much information that they can feed these pitchers to give them a few more outings or a few more years of uh, usability. So we might be seeing that with uh, both Verlander and, and Morton. Yeah, and you know what I, I think will eventually happen with both those guys is we're not going to see, because of the age factor, we're not going to see a gradual drop-off. Okay, when that drop-off occurs, it's going to be fast and furious, and it's going to be like jumping off a cliff. You know what I mean? They're going to go from being very good elites, elite pitchers to you won't want to roster them. How's that? Agreed. Um, so, Timmy, uh, okay, uh, did we say... Uh, we didn't on the Nationals and Dodgers. Who wins that series? Um, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm still going to hold out for the Nationals. I really want to see the Nationals win. So I'm going to hold out. You're hmm. probably right, but I'm going to hold out for the Nationals. And the Rays and Astros, we have the Astros. And the Yankees and Twins, we have the Yankees for sure. Uh, yeah, so- I'm, con- I'm convinced that, you know, in the next game, Martinez will use up all his starters and he'll be forced to go with a bullpen by committee approach yeah. in the fifth in the fifth game if it's needed. How's that? Uh, or, or they'll throw Freddie Freeman in there. So um, yeah. so so here we go. So a couple of fantasy questions on the Cardinals and Braves. We thought the 24 home runs that Albies hit in 2018 was the outlier team. I don't know if you saw he did exactly the same thing in 2019. In fact, he was so much better in 2019. He had it. 50 points is on base percentage, 50 points to a slug. What do you think, what is the type of player that Ozzie Albies can become? He's still stealing some bases. He's not the 40 stolen base guy we thought he was going to be, but he's a 24-20 kind of guy. Well, you know, when you take a look at what he did this year, his strikeout rates remained about the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're a bit high, but not overly. But his walks increased from 36 to 54. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, the kid doesn't turn 23 until next January. I think what we're looking at with Aussie Albies is a run of 20-80-20 with a solid base, uh, solid batting average, and a solid OBP. I, I, I still think we're going to see several 20 stolen base seasons out of Aussie Albies. Uh, I haven't given up on that dream. I think he's a 2020 player next year. Well, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to disagree with that, Timmy, because there wasn't as many, I forgot how many stolen bases it was, but maybe it was 14, 18, something like that. It was in the teens, but it was close. Yeah. 14, 15 rings a bell the past yeah. two years. Yeah. So, you know, stealing another four to five bases, I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. He has the wheels to do it. Uh, and I, you know, moving forward, uh, I know last year I was disappointed because I was counting on big numbers in the stolen base category. And even though he hit all those home runs, it, it didn't help as much because the category I needed him to help me and he didn't. But now I think that we've adjusted the bar downwards. You know, hey, 20, 20 plus home runs and 15, 15 to 20 stolen bases. Uh, those are solid numbers at second base. And again, the kid's only 23 in January. Agreed. Final question, Timmy, is does Carlos Martinez remain the closer for the Cardinals next season? Uh, when I look at his mechanics, Rich, you've, you've looked at Carlos Martinez and his mechanics, since, right? Since he was 17, I have, yes. Yes, and you are I know you're a big supporter of his uh, mechanics, correct? Yeah, I, it's, it's, a, it's a very <laughs> max effort delivery and one that is prone yeah. to have control problems and, um, and injury concerns. I don't see Carlos Martinez ever achieving a long, successful career moving forward as a starting pitcher. Uh, I, I just I, I I look at him and the falling off the the whole. Uh, I just don't. I just can't see him achieving long term success moving forward as a starter, which leaves him as a as a closer and his mechanics. Are they that great for a closer, Rich? You know, we yeah. saw him what. We saw him implode the other night, right? Yep. Uh, and and they, got Jordan, they got Jordan Hicks coming back maybe at the end yeah. of the season. You don't think Jordan Hicks will be the closer next year, but you got to think by 21 he's back doing it again. Yeah, he's back in the plans. So, you know, I, when, when I'm looking at next year and I'm looking at Carlos Martinez, uh, yeah, you know, hey, I'll take a chance in the 15th to 20th round. It's not really a chance at that point in time. But he's not going to be in my top 10, top 15 closers for next year. Interesting. Now, that was that was my question. So not top 10, but not top 15? Really? Um, I got to take a, a detailed look at it. But, man, the mechanics I saw, uh, and it wasn't in the in the game where he allowed three runs. It was a little – it was – Oh, either the end of the season or he was brought in, I think, uh, in one of the playoff games. And uh, I I just don't like what I see, Rich. I really don't. I, it, hey, prone to injuries, the release points all over the place, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he, he's, got, he's got average control at best and he's an injury concern. Other, otherwise, he's great. Yeah, so. exactly. And that, that's how I'm going to be treating him uh, moving moving into next year. You know, oh, all he needs is a string of four to five outings like we've we've seen uh, with his last one. And he could be back to a set-up middle reliever role, couldn't he? Cardinals or Braves, Timmy? Who wins? Uh, I got I to go with the Braves. Yeah, I got to go with the Braves as well. 
So, uh, so we'll see. So we got the the Braves, Yankees, and and Astros. We we both agree on. You've got the Dodgers. I've got the Nationals. I think you're right on the Dodgers, but I'm I want to see the Nationals make it. And it's I think they go up against uh, Bueller tonight, right? Yeah, I was. I I believe it's Bueller. And uh, man, there's a pitcher you got to love. Oh. Yeah, he looked great in his, in his first start, didn't he? Oh, and confidence, like you know, he's yeah, he's. Uh, he will be a top five starter off the board next year, guaranteed. So let's take our final break. We get back with a quick five-minute segment on the NFC's first draft. Sounds good, Rich. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Timmy, the NFEC had their first slow draft uh, this past week, and they tweeted out the first round. I just want to read them to you and give me your first impressions, just a quick little four- or five-minute segment, and then we'll let you get out of here and get back into the air-conditioned room. Uh, we got uh, number one, Ronald Acuna, two, Christian Yelich, three, Trout, four, Trey Turner, five, Cody Bellinger, six, Mookie Betts, seven, Alex Bregman, eight, Francisco Lindor, now, in slow drafts, they go a little pitching heavy, but 9 was Garrett Cole, 10, Trevor Story, 11, Jacob deGrom, 12, Justin Verlander, 13, Juan Soto, 14, Nolan Arenado, and 15, Fernando Tatis Jr. What do you think of that list? Uh, it's definitely interesting. I, I think the one the one thing that uh, uh, I, I think more of as compared to the list, it's the timing of things, okay? Uh it's what the beginning of October, Rich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Probably you got to promise we spend 150 bucks to join a league in the first of we, October. We, you know yourself, okay? Because you drafted early last year, right? We draft early when, every year. It sucks. Yeah. When when you get to you know uh, the beginning of January, okay? You're tossing darts, okay? You really are. Uh, anybody that tells me uh, they are an expert player, okay, because they win their head-to-head leagues, okay, uh, no, that ain't the case. You're the luckiest player in the world, and I don't know. I hey, I, I get people wanting to draft early. You know, it's fun, yada yada yada. But am I going to spend 150 bucks to toss darts in October? Not on your life. You know what I mean? Ha- you know, half the players could be on the IL come March. Okay. Uh, as far as the players are concerned, yeah, I get it. I also get Trey Turner at four. Okay. I thought it was a little surprising. I mean, he did hit close to 20 home runs this year, so maybe it's okay. Well, it's a long way back to your second pick when you're picking in the top four or five. Okay. Uh, stolen bases are down. You can count on 30 to 40 with Trey Turner. Obviously, the guy wanted to play the safe route and count on that 30 to 40. So, hey, I, I get it. I got no problems with that. Uh, Nolan Arenado, if he, if he lasts to 14, that's that's a steal. It really is. I think because it's NFBC, some of those pitchers got elevated into the first round. But Arenado at 14, that's, 
that's money in the bank as far as I'm concerned. It, it is, Timmy. But I mean, besides the pitchers, I, I and I know when you guys did your your first draft mock draft, we went through the first three to five rounds. Can't remember what it was. Right. I was surprised that Nolan Arenado went as high. I I, I like Nolan Arenado, but I I'd, I'd rather have more speed. Given again what we've learned in the last couple of years, I mean, Nolan Arenado is going to give you batting average. He's going to give you home runs, RBIs, and so forth. But I can get that in a lot of places. I just can't get speed. Well, yeah, and coming back, if you take a Sterling Marte, you've covered your speed. Yeah, because you've got two picks relatively back to back there. Um, I, I think you can get your speed in there to go uh, along with uh, Arenado's power and. Uh, his power numbers and OBP batting average. So uh, I like Arenado uh, there. Uh, where did Mickey, Mookie Betts go again? Rich? Number six. Mm. Well, I'm picking six next year in Toad. If I can get Mookie Betts at six, I'll be a very, very happy camper. I think you're going to get Mookie Betts or Trey Turner, Timmy, because I think Acuna, Yelich, and Trout are going to go one, two, three. I yep. think Bellinger's got to go four, right? Doesn't he? Uh, I I would think so. He'd be he'd be my number four pick. Yeah. So it's Turner, Betts, Lindor, Bregman, or your buddy Arenado. I mean that that you're gonna have a good player. Yeah. You know what's wrong with uh, Francisco Lindor? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 would you take Lindor over Bregman? Uh, I would. I would too, and I love Bregman. I would too. Yeah. I, I value the stolen bases. Okay, and I. One of my goals next year is going to be to try and shore them up. My my biggest fear is sitting there at number six, and I got a choice of Trey Turner, okay, or Mookie Betts. That's that's a t- that would be a tough one for me. <sighs> yeah, that is tough. Yeah, yeah I I'd probably go Mookie, Timmy. But then again, he's he's probably not going to be playing in Boston next year. Well, yeah. What happens if he gets traded to Pittsburgh? Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I say probably. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a there is a chance. It's a non-zero chance that he's he is uh, playing somewhere else besides Boston, right? Probably, uh, it's probably fifty percent chance that he's playing in Boston. There's probably a, at least another fifty percent chance that he's playing somewhere else. I think uh, I think it all hinges on what happens with JD Martinez. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I think if Martinez takes the opt out. Well, then all of a sudden things look a little different in Mookieville. I think he takes the opt out. I think it blows up on him because I mean, it, uh, it's, I don't think the math has changed. There, people are just not signing these older, older players. Doesn't matter if they're JD Martinez. Well, yeah, I, I know uh, we've had this, this discussion many times over the years. And what would Dad say, okay, if uh, in that uh, situation, you know, where you've got a choice between, you know, A and A and B? And I know if I was JD Martinez's dad, I would say, uh, take the guaranteed sure thing, take the money. It's not worth the risk. It really isn't. I agree, but uh, Scott Bars is smarter than we are, and he always takes the risk and doesn't always win. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't win, I don't think, with J.D. Martinez. I think J.D. Martinez kind of got I – mean, he kind of got left holding the bag because remember back – it was three years ago or two years ago, mm-hmm. he was he was looking for a $100 million contract. Well, yeah, I, I think one of the problems that we're facing in today's game – and I'm, I'm sure Boris has done the math. He, he, I know he's done the math, and he can figure it out. But are the – you know uh, – 
are these aging players, are they getting the older player, are they going to get the long-term deals? Where do they have to draw the money from to get these deals? You've only got, what, maybe 10 teams heading into next year, okay, that are going to be competitive teams. So which one of those 10 can he market uh, J.D. Martinez to, and what are the odds of him marketing him to any of the other 20 teams? They're probably fairly low, so... I, I don't know if I was uh, if I was Martinez. Uh, I, I don't think I'd be drinking the uh, Kool Aid. I'd, I'd take what I've got and I'd be very happy with it. Juan Soto at thirteen, Timmy. You think mm. that's about right for him? I had him a little earlier, somewhere in the six through nine range. Uh, man, he's a good player. He really is, and all he has to do is change that launch angle just a tad, and he's a forty-plus home run bat. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. That that first round is just chock full of talent. It really is. And who the one thing that I know I'll be I, I'm big on team construction. When it gets into the first round, I think we could see swings all over the place, depending on who people are betting on in round two. Huh. Huh? Everybody's still alive, including the dogs. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you heard that big bang, but I heard a bang. Uh, yes, uh, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I think it depends. Your first round pick is going to set up your second and third round pick, and I know when I'm looking at it next year, I want to have as many options open in the second and third round as possible. Okay, the one thing I don't want to get involved in is a situation where I'm picking, say, sixth or eighth, okay? If I lock myself into something where the risk is extremely high in the second and third rounds, okay, of me getting the players that I need to complete the puzzle, I'm probably going to go safe just so I, I can avoid that risk in the second and third rounds because, you know, there's nothing worse than, you know, you're sitting with pick 18, 19, you got your power bat, and you're counting on Mondesi to provide you with your speed, and he goes a pick before you. Yeah. Okay. I I want I want to try and take as much risk out of the second, third, and fourth rounds with my first round pick. That's probably going to be my approach, Rich. Yeah. I, if I'm uh, just a thought, I've got uh, doubling down again on your your notion. The first round is really deep this year, and yeah. I I remember the last couple of years in the NFBC, I've drafted late. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it, it's it's not been good. It just hasn't. I, I've not liked my setup of my team, right. <clears throat> which means I'll probably pick early this year. But mm-hmm. I think getting Acuna, Yellich, or Trout, to me, is still golden. Otherwise, I like to pick at the end. Yeah. I, uh, the more and more I look at that first round, again, it's all about your options in the second round. But if I can shore up, shore up speed with, a, say, a Turner or a Lindor, in the first round, that allows me to go in a million different re- directions in round two and three. Yep. If I take if I take the power bat, then it means somewhere I have to find stolen bases, and that's locking me into a just a scant few players in rounds two, three, and four that I can target, and that makes it that makes a difference to me. I heard another bang, so <laughs> so it's a, uh, but for, mm-hmm. don't forget Fernando Tatis, Timmy. That's not a bad pick at the back of the first round either. No, it's not. Uh, again, you believe in sophomore slumps. I don't, but again, there's a lot of people that do. 
Well, I mean, I, I mean, look, it, it's it's real. I mean, it does happen. But I think Fernando Tatis Jr., even with the crazy batting average of balls in play, you're going to see his batting average correct. This guy's got speed and power, and it's. Uh, I mean, if you say he is a Trevor Story kind of guy next year, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised. Speed and power, and maybe a you know a modest two seventy two eighty batting average. I'm okay with that. Yeah, the interesting thing when you look at the back end, Rich, is if you don't go with a pitcher, okay. Uh, with one of your two picks at the back of the first round, uh, it's a long way to that first pitcher with your three-four set, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, can you can you pass on a pitcher at the wheel and still build an effective team with your three-four picks? Yeah. Again, I haven't looked at it in a lot of detail, but I think that's a question you have to answer. There are two bats. You know, I'd, you look at uh, pairing up, say. Uh, uh, Tatis with Freddie Freeman. That looks great until you're left with Jose Barrios being your ace. Okay. Yeah, with totally a 3-4 pick. Yeah, yeah so totally it's, uh, it, it's fascinating the various different permutations that you can put on it. All I know is with my first round pick, I want to take as much risk out of the equation as I possibly can. I, it's not, it, it's the time to set yourself up, at least for me it will be, for rounds two, three, and four. And I want to try and set it up as best as possible. If you're telling me Acuna, Yelich, Trout, Turner, Bellinger, Betts, Bregman, Lindor, and number nine comes either Juan Soto or Nolan Arenado, I'm picking ninth, and I get Nolan Arenado or Juan Soto, sign me up, Tim. I mean, I'm good yeah. with that because then I'm going to come back and probably going to get a very, very good starting pitcher with my second pick. You are now. Where do you find your speed? Uh, you're going to have to. You're going to have to go with a balanced approach. You're going to have to. You're going to have to select and, and pull out the. Maybe uh, I go with. Maybe I go with Junior. Maybe I go Tatis Junior. Then with a the ninth pick. Yeah, because I, again. Uh, if you don't have speed after your first two picks, you're going to have to go with a balanced approach, which means you're going to need to to draft an awful lot of the Aussie Albies type. Yeah, okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what, what, what? what about Bo Bichette? Uh, yeah, oh, no, the de- the players are definitely out there, but everybody and his dog is going to be looking at those players. You're competing against 14 other teams for some of those players and Bo Bichette is going to be on everybody's radar next year. Absolutely. Everybody's uh, Aussie, Aussie, Al, uh, you know, Aussie Albies, I think has a, a chance. The floor is better with Albies, I believe than with Bichette. There's a little more risk, but Bichette is also the bright, shiny bubble. And you know, he's going to be highly touted and highly sought after next year. Timmy, that is a wrap, my friend. We could talk about this until the cows come home. But uh, you got dogs barking. I don't want to get them, get you out of the sun. And I've already moved in because uh, mm. back into the air conditioned house. So we're gonna call it a wrap and figure it out for next weekend. Timmy, we'll again do it in your convenience. I'm pretty free, and uh, we'll figure it out for next weekend. Yeah, sounds good, Rich. It's just about time. I think we're up into at least the mid-80s now, so it's about time for this old guy to find some of that A slash C. There you go. And, Timmy, enjoy. Enjoy the trip. Enjoy the games. Tweet. Uh, not tweet at me. Send me some text messages. Let me, If you see something you like, just tweet at me or send okay. me a message. I can, I can do that, Rich. I'll certainly send some off in the next week or so. All right, man, my friend. Be well. Be well, Rich.